Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. And today we have a great episode in store. We are going to be talking about all linebackers. So we're going to be ranking our top five linebackers and our fan box segment. We're going to be talking about how uh, we're going to we're going to review all the responses where they talked about all of the most underrated linebackers headed into 2022, some of the most underappreciated linebackers. So we apologize that we weren't able to get an episode out to you last night on Tuesday when they're supposed to be released. Uh, we have very busy schedules and we're not always available, but we are going to get you guys your football content regardless and uh, if that means we have to reschedule every now and then, then we're going to have to do that. And we will got, we will keep you guys posted on that. Uh, we're going to have to reschedule our Thursday episode as well. Uh, not just a day, but all the way to Sunday. And uh, we, we're, we have a great episode in store for that. Uh, we have several AFC North fans of different teams. And that's going to be a fun one. But we'll get into that later. But we have our top five linebackers coming up. Uh, without further ado, uh, CJ, give me your number five linebacker going into the 2022 NFL season. Thanks for that stirring introduction, Adam. And with and uh, let's let's dive in. So my number five entering 2022 is somebody that I view as extremely underrated, but I'm looking at Falcons linebacker Deion Jones. Now, plain and simple, he gets overshadowed by the abysmal Falcons teams, and he has no help. I mean, for a while, now I'm not talking about A.J. Terrell or someone like Grady Jarrett. I'm talking about with the linebackers, he really doesn't have any help. And, I mean, he had Foisad Olakun. I think that's how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. And if so, I'm sorry. But he doesn't have that anymore. And last season, he had an eye-popping 137 tackles and two sacks and a few pass deflections as well. He can pick the ball. He can rush the passer if need be. And he's just a sideline to sideline tackling machine, super underrated. And I feel like if he were on like a bigger name team, like the Cowboys or the Patriots, he would totally get the recognition he deserves. Yeah, I did. I do like that pick. And when you, when you brought him up in the fan box uh, responses, Whoa, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You brought him up, but you, you could add on it, whatever you want when, uh, uh, when he comes up in the fan box, but he did, he did rack up a lot of tackles. I looked up some of his statistics, a lot of tackles. And um, I, I've, it, it really stinks because Atlanta is going, is they're not going to get any better in the next couple of years. That is accurate. So it's not looking great for them. Uh, however, my number five is Demario Davis. Hmm. So Demario Davis, he's not great in coverage, but he makes up for it with his tackling ability and he has an ability to get to the quarterback and to be able to do both of those things is big for a linebacker. I th I tend to think that being being obviously coverage is important, but if you're a linebacker, you need to be able to tackle and to be able to get to the passer is good, is good as well. Coverage is, I, I would say it's, it's almost bonus. Obviously, obviously, you know, if, if you are able to cover, then it's a, it's a you're a Swiss army knife. And a lot of the players who I have above, above DeMario Davis can cover, but I think this is a, this is a player who doesn't, who also does not get much recognition. And he's, he's just, he, he can cover and he can get 
to the quarterback, which is great. Yeah, Adam, look, I, I absolutely agree with Demario Davis. I mean, he's not really talked about on like the Saints and stuff. You know, he's getting up there in age, but like I said, coverage isn't his strong suit. But what I also like about him is that he's a leader. You know, you can hear him like calling out the plays and stuff, and he truly anchors the middle of the field. Yeah, you're right. You add that on to it as well. He's uh, He's been in the league since 2012. And uh, he's been not only that, but he's been on uh, he's been on the New Orleans Saints since 2018. So the, he you do bring up a, a good point. He is a good leader and he's a presence in the locker room who's been there for a while. So all the young guys, especially now, since this is a very young uh, New Orleans team, they're really going to listen to him. And that's going to be great. Another thing that I didn't that I forgot to mention, uh, big tackles for loss guy, double digits in tackles for loss. Uh, in every year since 2017, which is big, uh, to be able to do that, and quarterback hits have been big. So again, a big, big. Uh, he gets to you in the backfield, to to say the least. Uh, he'll whether you're a running back or you're a quarterback, uh, he'll 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 hit you, he'll sack you, he'll he'll stuff the running back behind the behind the. Uh, uh, behind the line of scrimmage. So this is a player who I really like, and he's kind of underrated. I kind of had to look into some of the, some of the linebackers and I'm like, he's kind of, he's, he kind of sticks out to me. Uh, but with, uh, but why don't you give me your number four? All right. Coming in at number four might be a little controversial. Some people, they might want him higher. My number four is, uh, the now Rams linebacker, Bobby Wagner. Wow. And I have nothing against Wagner, but I don't think he's top three anymore. And maybe I'm a bit ageist, but that's exactly why. it's it. He's getting up there in age. I mean, he's still at 170 tackles. I mean, that's great. But last year, only three tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, one sack. I don't believe – yeah, and like one pick. But yeah, I don't – but you know, I, I like I said, I have nothing against him. But it's just like if this was like two years ago, he would easily be number one. But you know, Father Time for the most part is undefeated, and uh, and yeah, like there's really not a lot to tack onto that. But do not take anything I'm saying as an insult. He's still a top five inside linebacker, and he will be a welcome presence on his new team in the LA Rams. Yeah, and I have him as my number four as well. And the reason I have him lower than he was last year, and I think I had him, and guys, remind me if I'm wrong. Um, I think I had him like top two, top one, two uh, last year. And now I kind of have him dropping because he's he's a little bit slower. Uh, he used to be a great coverage linebacker, and he never really had a big ability to get to the quarterback. Not not like Demario Davis or some of the other some of the other uh, linebackers who I who I have uh, ahead of him. Yeah. And you, when you take away the coverage factor, all he can do is tackle, which is great and all. But I mean, when you're aging, you're going to slow down, and uh, eventually the ability to tackle is going to disappear as well. And I think this guy's going to be still great, and he's going to. I think his. I think he's going to be much more uh, rejuvenated. Being on a new being on a new team that's a championship contender, and I think that's really going to help him out. It's going to motivate him big time. He's gonna, like, I mean, he's literally ring chasing. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'd like to. I, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like. I mean, it, it kind of sounds a lot like you and I are just kind of 
trying to trash on Bobby Wagner, but we really do. I really do have respect for him, and I wanted yeah. him to be a New England Patriot. Oh as yeah, a I fan did too. Myself, <laughs> it's just he's not the he's not the same guy as he once was, and uh, it he. I just think age is going to catch up with him, especially for a defensive player who's you know linebackers is yeah. no there's no shortage of physicality. It's not like the quarterback position where you're getting where you're getting protected every play. Um, but what's your number three? Now, some people might not like him this high, but my number three is the Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. And yes, I am well aware that he's a rookie. He's only going to his second season. Expect a sophomore slump, yada, yada, yada. But good Lord, what he's able to do is insane. Now, like I said, if he were a veteran, he would probably be in my number one. But, you know, young guy, you can't really put him number one right away. But let's not take anything away from him. 84 tackles last season, uh, 20 tackles for loss, 13 sacks as well, and three forced fumbles and three passes defense. That is that is insane for any rookie to come out and do. He was Defensive Rookie of the Year, selected to the Pro Bowl, and first team All-Pro as a rookie. Need I say more? The sky's the limit for this kid. But like I said, it's only, you know, you can't really give a young buck like that the number one spot. But mark my words, he puts up another season like the last year. He's definitely going to be number one. All right. Uh, so this is where we're going to disagree. I have uh, I have Fred Warner at number hmm. three. I think Fred Warner Warner is another great leader and he's a tackling machine mm -hmm. and he doesn't even need help on these tackles. So on out of all his tackles, so let's let's look at let's look at for example this past this past season had 137 combined tackles. 79 of them were solo, meaning he they were just open field, he was just able to do it himself. Uh he also he's a good tackles for loss guy. And um, he's pretty solid in coverage. So I think this guy is just Mr. Reliable. Uh, he's worth every penny of that big deal that he signed this past offseason. And I, I like him going into this season. Yeah, Adam, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And so, uh, what's up? I was just going to say, are we moving on to number two? Yeah, we can move on to number two. Because what is your no number two? It's Fred Warner. <laughs> so we don't agree. You had so and what if I told you that my number two is what you had at number three? Hey, you know what? I mean, you know, I mean, we both have a top three, you know. There's like there's little things we can debate, but for me, what sets Warner apart is that leadership. You know, Parsons is a young guy. I'm not saying he can't be a leader, but right now, Fred Warner truly commands that defense. Like I said, he's the center point. It all revolves around him, but Parsons. He'll get there soon. That, that's just that's just my thing. Okay. So the reason why I have Micah Parsons number two is because this kid just showed up his rookie year and he balled in literally every way possible. He can tackle, he can tackle for a loss, he can get to the quarterback. He's got he was one of the he was among the lead uh sack leaders at one point in the season i'll look i'll double check his statistics but yeah, I believe he finished he with the, up, oh, i have them in front of me he finished with 13 13 sacks for yeah. a linebacker that is incredible he can play in coverage the only reason i don't have him number one is because of his lack of experience like you said mm -hmm. that's the only knock i have on him but other than that this kid could play 
Mm-hmm. And when I was rearranging, when I was arranging my top, my top five, I looked at Mark Micah Parsons and I said, okay, this guy, he's going to jump into my top two right, like right away. And I, I double checked statistics. I did my research and I was like, God, the only knock on this guy is from being like the, you know, the, the unanimous number one is his, is his experience. <laughs> His lack thereof experience, which is that's not something you can really knock him for because it's yeah. not his fault for being young. And that's almost a good thing, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. a good thing that he has? Hey, look, he has such guys a bright, for this bright future. Absolutely. Now, the only the only way we could really fault him is that is if he comes out and it turns out that was that one year was a one hit wonder. And it turns out he's just an okay linebacker or just a very good linebacker and not like the on the upper echelon like top one two linebackers in the league that's the only way that we could really uh that we could really knock him uh for but give me and i i i have a feeling that you and i are are in agreement for our number one but why don't you give it to me so that we can say the you can say the quiet part out loud all right so obviously the best linebacker in the league he's still a free agent dante hightower no 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 i'm kidding i am kidding i i had to i'm sorry i had to he's old and slow but i will still love him but no all jokes aside my number one linebacker of the nfl from the indianapolis colts darius leonard adam is this also yours that is correct do you want to do you want to explain a little bit why and i can add to that yeah yeah sure so he's he's a tackling machine he had 122 combined tackles. 75 of those were by himself, and he didn't really get any sacks last year. But I'm noticing something how they're how the Colts are using him. They're not using him as like an off and on edge rusher. They're using him in coverage. And good God, has that investment paid off? Last season, he had four interceptions and eight passes defended. And eight forced fumbles. This guy is insane in coverage. He goes sideline to sideline, and he's one well, like the hardest hitting linebackers in the NFL. And not to mention, for like the past two seasons, he's been Pro Bowl and first team All Pro. I mean, for the most part, you took the words right out of my mouth. And I'm da- and I'm pulling up his statistics right now just to double check. But um, another another. Uh, Another another really encouraging thing about him is that this guy not only is able to uh not only is able to play in coverage, but he can he can get to the quarterback as well. He has great he he's a he not only can he can he play in coverage, he can sap he can rack up sacks, he can hit the quarterback, he get has tackles for loss, just everything, mm-hmm. anything you need him to do. So Early on in his career, he was an all-pro 2018. He had seven sacks. He was an all he was an on-ball player. So he was they were using him. Uh it, they were using him uh in uh almost as a almost as a defensive end, and he was able to pull that off. Eight eight quarterback hits, 12 tackles, tackles for loss, 163 combined tackles, 111 of them were solo. And then later on in his career. 2021, he was an all pro that year. Not much in the, not quite as much in the, uh, uh, in the, in the uh, pass rushing department, but his pass coverage. So this guy can really do it all. Mm-hmm. And he's, and on top of that, he got paid and he's getting all of the recognition he deserves. 
This guy is a slam dunk number one. And Micah Parsons is right behind him. However, as long as Darius Leonard is putting up statistics like this, I just, it's going to be very close between these two. And like I said, Micah Parsons, man. In fact, Adam, I I just want to add one thing. I would argue that Darius Leonard is a fully realized Micah Parsons. Basically. And if Mm -hmm. it turns out that Micah Parsons can't, uh, can't play, and that this was just a fluke year. This is that's going to be very disappointing. No, it would be I, very I cowboy like, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But but you know, I don't see it happening. Michael Parsons is just different. Like I said, Darius Leonard is just a fully realized Michael Parsons, and those two are going to be competing for the best linebacker for years to come. Exactly. Uh, so there you have it, guys. That is our top five. We basically, for the most part, we had a lot of the same players. Our top three was pretty much the same, except switch Micah Parsons and Fred Warner at uh, at two and three. Bobby Wagner was the same spot at number four. Darius Leonard, number one. I had Demario Davis as number five. And who did you have as number five? As Deion five Jones. Again? Deion Jones. So that's another one. And maybe you could just slander me into saying that I'm not giving him the recognition that he deserves either, but. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm too nice. Dion Jones. Dion Jones is a very good player and I could understand why he's number five. I just yeah. had Demario Davis. I think he, he deserves a lot of recognition as well. Oh yeah. He totally does. I respect it. Um, But without, without further ado, we are going to get into our fan box. Uh, which is where we are going to talk about where you guys think all these linebackers go. We're going to talk about the most most underappreciated linebackers in the league. We'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, and here we are. We are on to the fan box, and we. This has been a very quick episode so far. We are all. We're just under the 20 minute mark, which is unheard of for Fumble Rooski episodes. Uh, but I mean, we have a lot to talk about, guys. We're talking about an entire league. Uh, try and fit it in a 45 minute episode, and sometimes they do go late. But we want to give you all the coverage we can. And uh, this episode has been fairly quick, short and sweet, but I'm sure that'll, I'm sure the time will go up with these answers because we got a lot of them. We got a lot of good ones from you guys. Uh, So we're going to start off with uh, CJ's pick. Uh, So CJ does respond to our our fan box questions. And he, he mentioned Dion Jones, who he had as his number five linebacker in the league. Uh, Dion, he said Dion Jones from Atlanta. His play is always overshadowed by bad Falcons teams, yada, yada, yada. That's what he said earlier on in the show. Anything you want to add on to that? Uh, not not really. All I'll really say is just that I had to put him number five because he's right up there with like the best of them. 
It's just, but like I said, it's just the fact he's on the Falcons is just, it's, you know, it's really heart wrenching for me because I love his style of play. And if he was on a contender, he would be a household name. That's correct. I, yeah, he, he's really been able to do it all. And, um, it it really sucks that he hasn't been able to, and it looks like it's not going to get any better unless he wants to uh, leave. And I'm not sure what is, I I haven't looked into his contract deals. If he wants to leave in free agency, whenever that, whenever that comes up, uh, but, or ask for a trade, but, uh, Patrick Williver said J O K. So I believe that means Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Should it should mean that unless there's like another JOK we don't know about. And uh that's that's a pretty solid one. He wasn't he he didn't jump out to you like a lot of people thought he did. He really fell in the in uh the 20 uh 2021 draft. Uh I believe it was because of off the field issues. And no, it was a health thing, I think. A, a health thing. Yeah, yes. he had like a heart deal, which technically is an off the field issue, but you know. Well, yeah, but that's like more like injury, like health. Yeah. That's 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 legit. That's legit, and I hope he I hope he winds up being okay with that. Uh, however, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, I like him, and I thought he had a solid season. Didn't jump. He, he he he's the type of he's the type of linebacker where I think he's going to. This could translate into a great breakout sophomore season. So, and the, this is. The, this is uh, underrated linebackers heading into 2022. So I like this pick. This is a good one. And I think we got a couple of people who said this, who said that. But uh, Stephen Parker said Logan Wilson. Uh, so Logan Wilson is linebacker for the Bengals. And he uh, he had a pretty solid uh, uh, sophomore season. And oh, yeah. he was a he was a third he was a third round pick. And he came out, and he was able to he was able to uh, to rack up those tackles, and he was a big part of that Bengals defense that, that helped them. Uh, they they were serviceable as a as a unit, but got them to a Super Bowl. But anything you want to add on to that? Yes, yes. Now, well, we may know Logan Wilson for getting that unfortunate penalty at the goal line in the Super Bowl. What we can also take away from that is just his second season in the league, he had 100 combined tackles, 57 solo. And on top of that, he's kind of a ball hawk. I mean, I mean, look at it. Four picks last season. And for a linebacker, that's a pretty darn good. And four passes deflected and a forced fumble. I expect this guy to take an, another step next season. Probably, perhaps, perhaps into top 10. Yeah. Uh, so he, so in coverage, he had, he allowed, he had 55 targets last season, uh, 57 completions, 465 yards. Uh, like I said, I think, I just think that when it comes to linebackers being, being great in coverage is almost bonus because you want to be, you, you are part of the front seven technically, but, um, that could change. He's in his sophomore season, and he was able to get a lot of tackles, which is great. And he's a good linebacker heading in with uh, playing for a, a very young overall uh, uh, Bengals team, and very young defense as well with uh, with the draft that they had. But Jack Hartman said Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa and Anthony Walker. Can you uh, tell so he's a Browns fan? And exactly. I mean that with all due respect. I do. We we love you, Jack. But that that was a, that was an interesting one, Anthony Walker. 
uh, they they really do have a lot of underrated pieces because their that whole defense is is overshadowed by two Miles, players, yeah, Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett and Denzel, and Denzel Ward, right? Ward. And they certainly deserve all the recognition, but some of the other players on this team are really good as well. But Anthony Walker, what do you have to say about him? So uh, I just pulled up his numbers, and last season, you know, like I said, we knew he's a like a tackling machine. But uh, but yeah, and he he's like a really he's like a big hitter. I mean, not quite the leader type, but he's a really good anchor for a, for like his first season in Cleveland. And I and like I said, spent the first four years of his career in Indy. Last season was first season in uh, the orange and brown of Cleveland, and uh, I certainly think he's going to take a, a the next step next season. Pro- I mean, it depends on how they use him, but he's probably going to get another triple digit tackle season. And they'll probably give him another chance to like be good in coverage too. Also, another thing to add on to that is they re- they just re-signed him this offseason, and it's a one-year five million dollar deal. That's that is a, a fire under him, I'd imagine. That is that is a bargain for the for the Browns to get him for that little, for what he what he 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 racked up 113 combined tackles, 69 of them being solo. So those are very nice numbers. And he, I, I really, I really like that deal, at least for the Browns. He's going to be, he's going to, that's going to light a fire under him. And uh, this is a Browns team that is looking to contend this year. So they will definitely, they'll, they'll, they will welcome that fire by Anthony Walker. And we already covered Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. So Tyson Tate said Eric Kendricks. Here's one who's been who is another underappreciated linebacker. And as I continue to look around around the league at all these linebackers, I realize there's so many that are underappreciated because there's so many good ones. And Eric Hendricks is another one. He's made an all pro and he's been a very solid piece to that Minnesota defense. I think maybe he's it's kind of like Deion Jones on the Falcons type deal. I know yeah, the absolutely on offense the the Vikings have been good, but the uh, uh, the the word around the league is that the Vikings defense in the past few years is not very good, and yeah. I think that's kind of the way it it turns into. Same thing with Harrison Smith on that defense, and you just you know your play gets overshadowed because everybody is like you know. Bad, very uh, Vikings defense. Bad Seahawks defense. <laughs> bad Atlanta Atlanta Falcons defense. Bad. bad. So therefore, everybody on that defense is bad, mm. which sucks because to to a defensive a great defensive effort devo- requires a team, meaning everybody needs to be able to pull their weight. And if not everybody's pulling their weight, then the defense isn't going to be great. Uh, Ian Malern, mm. uh, and again, Ian. This is the way I've been pronouncing it. Not sure if I have it correct, but you let me know in the comments. Ian Mullern Mulhern said Bobby Wagner. So here's one who I don't believe. Maybe he's underrated because of his age. A little bit, maybe. I guess. But, and oh no. his ability to get to the quarterback isn't isn't great for a linebacker who's continu- who's who has in the past been considered to be the best of the best. And he's been solid in coverage. He's very good in coverage, but he's bound to slow down because he's old. Uh, and I, but I, I do think he's going to have a productive season this year because, again, he's playing for a contender and he's ring chasing, which tells me that he's motivated and he's not just in it for the money. Even though he was paid a lot, I believe. 
Uh, and then um, Nick Normand said, got to go with Devin White, no weaknesses, and makes huge impact plays. Now, Devin White is underrated, mm. but mm. no weaknesses is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, no, no, no. In fact, Adam, can, can I take this real quick? Yes. I wouldn't call him underrated. If anything, I'd say he's a tad overrated, just a tad. But see, here's the thing. When they say no weaknesses, he's at best below average in coverage. And keep in mind, this is no Devin White slander. I, I really like Devin White. I, I really do. But when I see you know Devin White, he's been in the league for a few seasons now, three, I believe. And it's just his – and I saw something. I know that – is it pro football focus or something? I know there's like some big football grading site that's talking about impact ratings. And Devin White's impact rating is in like the bottom half of the top 32 starting linebackers. You know, I mean, like middle linebackers, I mean. And uh, and it's just – I feel like he kind of took a little bit of a step back last season – I mean, fewer tackles, few overall, fewer solo tackles, fewer tackles for loss. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but last season he went from like nine sacks to three and a half. He has like one career pick, and it's just his coverage rating really isn't that good. And keep in mind, he's still top ten, but like I feel like he might be just a slight bit overrated. Yeah, and and th- this also could go go to come down to the way. Uh, De- the way Devin White is used because if he has that good of an ability to get to the quarterback that he has nine sacks, especially as a linebacker, you need to use him that way. You use him the way play to his strengths, but don't, don't keep on using him in coverage because then you're just putting him in, him in a position to fail and you're putting your own team in position to lose. So I, I think a lot of that might have to do with the way he's being used and Obviously, you know, if you if you have weaknesses, then that's then that that's not something to be to be um, understated. However, I do I I do like Devin White. I like him. He's he is. I, I think he's. Yeah, maybe he's a little overrated. I don't know. Uh, but William Mantle, this is a new responder. He said Quincy Williams. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. My issue with Quincy Williams is that he has potential. I mean, last season was his first like 100-sack season with 73 solo sacks. So you know he's doing something right. But, I mean, his coverage is hit and miss. But overall, it's injuries. He just he has to stay healthy. And we saw last season that when he stays healthy, he can be a very productive linebacker. And I'm eager to see how it plays out next season, especially in the way of health. Yeah, I I see when I look at Quincy Williams, I see a player who is who can play well when he is when he is healthy. And health is my biggest knock on him. When he was he played 16 games last year and hundred for 110 combined tackles, 73 of them solo, which is crazy. And nine tackles for loss. That is all just those are all just incredible numbers. He just has to stay healthy. That's my biggest thing. And I guess coverage is, I mean, that's important. But like I said, I think I'm, I just find it almost a bonus to be able to play in coverage. Um, obviously, that, li- that limits your use, but yeah. And uh, 
Our next response was Jackson Ivory, who said Jordan Brooks. So he's Seattle. He's a linebacker for Seattle. Very good numbers. Another linebacker who is playing on the Seahawks. So a lackluster team, lackluster defense. So because the Seahawks defense is bad, that means everybody on that defense is bad, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're, you know, if you don't know football, but yeah. yeah, uh, When I see Jordan Brooks, I see this is, I mean, I know I say he's a lot, but I really expect him to take the next step this year. This is officially his year to step up. Bob, you're not second fill to Bobby Wagner anymore. That linebacking core is yours if you want it, and I want to see if he goes and takes it. Yeah, uh, I really like Jordan Jordan uh, Jordan Brooks, and you know, the, and not only is this his linebacking core, this could be all this could be his defense basically, because they don't really have much there. So if he wants to become a star on that defense and really, really rack up his numbers, there's no one stopping you. There's no one else there to make that tackle. And, and if you if and if he's not able to take over this defense and really be a leader and well, I mean, well that that's a lot to ask for a young kid, but if he's not able to to rack up his statistics and really really emerge as a as a linebacker, that could really leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Especially your coordinators and your your coaching staff who are really expecting you to take that big step. Uh but Enrico Hernandez, so this is an interesting one. He said Darius Leonard. And I got, I, I it's. You already know how we feel about Darius Leonard. All praise on all Darius praise. Williams. Wait, I what? just think he, he is getting. Leonard? Yeah, yeah, Darius yeah. Leonard. My, my bad. Misspoke. All praise for Darius Leonard. Just, he's not underrated. That's the only problem. He's, he's, he's. He's unanimous, almost unanimously one of like the like the best linebacker. I mean, according to the Fumble Ruski podcast, he's unanimously number one. But he's he's universally known as the best linebacker in the league right now. Like it's it's very hard to find people. It's it's at a point, and I'm sure there's other people who have hot takes who will say Micah Parsons already overtaken him. Fred Warner, that kid, that guy. During, on that on that team leader it's but most people are going to tell you Darius Leonard is the best in this in in the league he can do yeah. everything i don't know anyone that doesn't have him top 3 personally but i don't see him as underrated i see him i see him as just a badass linebacker who gets the praise that he deserves absolutely uh, ian so ian malern again uh, for a for a uh, a second response he said micah parsons so here's another one who I really like. Maybe he could be a little underrated just because of his age. Yeah, I mean, a, he, sort he of, only played one year. It's not his fault. In sort of a, in sort of the same way that we had Bobby Wagner as possibly un, underrated because of his age, because he's so old. But Micah Parsons, because he's young, I still think he's just not underrated. He's everyone. He's be, he's already become a household name. And Micah Parsons, it's it, and if he doesn't go up, then that's a disappointment. Yeah, if, or at least stay the same. If he stays the same, then he's still. I I might have him. I could have him number one in next summer's 
player rankings over Darius Leonard, but that would go hand in hand. Again, two players, Darius Leonard, Micah Parsons. You and I had him in our top three. I had him, I had them both top two. Two players who are great linebackers. I just don't see him as underrated. Same. That's I cool. really don't either. I mean, everyone, their mother knows who they are. And and everyone at bare minimum thinks they're both top 10. And the, I really like this list. And it, and we had what, tw- 11, 12 responses to this fan box. This is yep. a pretty good, we got a pretty good turnout for this one. So we, we I appreciate you guys sending me uh, all these responses. I forgot to read the intro to our, uh, to our fan box, but you guys kind of get the deal. We, we post a question filter. You guys can respond with anything you want. Uh, usually I ask the question just so that I get, we get the most, the most responses. But if you want to just ignore our question sometimes and just say, say whatever you want, we will say it. We'll, we'll mention it on the show. Like that's a very dangerous game. If you want to write that, if you want to write, put out a hot take saying, I love, I love boneless wings more than more than bone in wings. When we're talking about the top linebackers, go ahead. We'll talk about it. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you you're out of your mind because I believe that bone in wings are the, are superior. The real wings, even though boneless wings are very, uh, they, they are useful. They're useful. If you're on a date and you want wings, don't get bone in wings. Oh because yeah. It's, that's it's a messy. mess. It's gross. Yep. it's gross. It's messy, but point proven. If you guys really want to say like whatever you want, and I, I have put that in for everything, every single time I've I've introduced our our fan box. If you guys like say whatever you want, really say whatever you want. It, it, if it, it doesn't even have to be football related, I guess you could talk about baseball. You could talk about the political state of the world. Jeez, Adam, <laughs> we're not ready for that. <laughs> We, as long as it's not too controversial, we'll, we'll at least say that you said it. We'll say, oh, vote CJ Medeiros for office. Absolutely. That's right. It's CJ 2024. We're going all in. We're going all in. All right, guys. A couple of developing stories going on around the league. Deshaun Watson, that's, that is something that is bound to explode eventually. <laughs> Uh, with all of with all the cases continuing to rack up, uh, DK Metcalf amongst uh, contract talks has has actually opted uh, to to skip mandatory minicamp, even though it was an unexcused absence. So he's going to be fined by the Seahawks. And Baker Mayfield has been excused. He is going to be absent at minicamp, which makes sense because he is he has dug his foot in the ground and said, "I am not." going to play for you guys. I want to be traded. And as uh as Jack Hartman said, he believes and I that's a pre- it's a pretty good point. He believes that they are going to be uh that they're going to wait until a team gets desperate. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.